ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Shared teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. You are listening to Susan and I am going to dive into episode number 40, all about the writing workshop must have mini lessons that you should not be skipping. So no matter what time of the year you're going to start writer's workshop, I feel like these are five very important lessons that you just need to make sure that you teach. When I do these lessons, my workshop starts on the right foot and students know my expectations, which is the key to classroom management and a smooth running workshop. Okay, so the first writing workshop mini lesson that you want to make sure you have is what I call components of writer's workshop. Now, before introducing the writer's workshop model, plan out the pieces that you want to use. So I modified my workshop slightly from the traditional model, and I skip the daily check-in about which process they are in of the writing process. I find that's a little bit confusing for my second graders, and I also like to teach them so everyone is close to the same page at the same time so that most of my mini lessons that I teach can be applied immediately after the lesson. I find that that gives me kind of the most bang for my buck rather than having one person publishing, another person is drafting, because then it's really hard to focus your mini lessons. That's just me though. You do what works best for you. I'm all about what's going to make our lives easier. So I'm just sharing what works with me and you can take what you need from that. Okay, so each day in my writing workshop, I have a mini whole class lesson, an independent writing time, and a share time. So I want to make sure I'm teaching my very first mini lesson when I start writer's workshop about those three components. Now, sometimes I might want to break it apart into one or two lessons because if I'm going to follow the daily five process to explicitly teach the roles of what a student should do, what the teacher should do, what exactly it looks like, what it does not look like, then I might want to make sure I have two days for that. Now, I want to make sure I don't skip a step of what it does not look like, because not only do students find that part really funny when they see me or another student model off-task behaviors, but it really sticks in their memories. Like It's the craziest thing. Like It seems so silly, but it really works. So if you haven't tried it, Give it a try and just see what happens. Okay, so the second mini lesson you want to make sure you include in your writing workshop is to talk about the workshop materials. So in my class, we call these our writing tools. And again, it might feel a little silly, but you really want to make sure you're teaching explicit expectations for how students should use their supplies, which is why I call them a writing tool. It's not just a pen or a pencil. 
It's the tools that we need for writing, and it's it's really important to keep them in the right spots, keep them where we can find them, not break them, throw them. Just they they just need to know how to take care of their things. So we're thinking about these questions when we start planning out this mini lesson. Will our students be allowed to color pictures heavily during each writing block? Will students be using pencils or pens for their writing? Will students use notebooks or folders to store their pieces? Where will they keep their daily materials? Where will they keep their revising and editing pens? Will they need highlighters? Will they be using loose leaf paper or a notebook? If you're going to use a notebook, will it be a spiral or composition notebook? And there's a much there's a difference between those two, trust me. I prefer using loose leaf paper, and I'll get to that in a minute. So the way I set up my writing tools is that I am only allowing my students to color pictures during the publishing phase. And I do that because I only have 45 minutes every day for my writing block, and inevitably it gets cut short. Maybe we took too long to clean up our supplies from the previous lesson. Maybe kids aren't focused and I have to keep stopping the lesson to make sure that they're focused. Just little things happen. Maybe the office is calling me on the intercom, you know? So that 45 minutes sometimes becomes 30 minutes, unfortunately. And I want to maximize the time that they have for writing to just be writing. So that's why publishing to me is when you work really hard on your finished product, and that's when you give it your all for coloring the pictures, adding the details. So I save that as a very special component when we publish. So usually my students use pencils, or sorry, usually my students use pens, but this year I'm using pencils. Writing in pen really helps students that struggle with trying to be perfect. They want to write any race and write any race, and maybe they take a really long time forming their letters. I'm not seeing that this year, so it, that's why I'm okay using pencil. In the past, I've had a lot of students get hung up on this idea of being perfect or taking their time and forming the letters, and pencil just did not work for them. But when I switched them over to pen, they actually produced a lot more writing. So if you're having students like that, maybe just give one or two kids in the class a pen to use. Something about the novelty of pen, students really enjoy. Okay, so notebooks or folders. In my class, we have chosen both. So students are given a plastic three-prong blue notebook, or sorry, blue folder. And I chose that because they're sturdy. I use them multiple years in a row, so the students return them back to me at the end of the year, and then the next year I sanitize them, clean them up, and they're good to go. Maybe I'm replacing one or two, but I've had several years where I've used the same folders over and over, so it's not a huge expense for me to buy a class set of plastic folders. So inside the folders are page protectors, and in the page protector, there is an alphabet chart, a blends and digraphs chart, and a common rhymes chart, R-I-M-E-S, not R-Y-M-E-S. And this is helping them as they're writing tools to look at 
when they need help spelling a word. I try very, very hard not to give them the answers. I want them to be reliant on themselves and knowing the sounds that they know to spell the words. Now, later, when we talk about revising and and publishing, we do talk about where to check to spell these words correctly or using a writing partner. But just to get the words out on paper, I'm very big on them stretching out their own sounds because that's the way they're going to learn best. And let's see, they're also given a blank page protector. So they have their charts in the front and then the blank page protector in the back. And the blank page protector gets filled with their writing goals once we start creating the goals. So they'll slide their tracker right in there. And that's just a handy spot to keep it that they can reference, but it's kind of tucked out of the way. So I'm also, I also give them a very slender notebook and it's like a composition notebook, but it's super skinny that the district provided with us this year. Yay. Um, It only has a few pages in it, but it's enough that it's lasted so far. It's halfway through the school year. If they're following my example, We've only used maybe like 15 of the pages. So we still have a lot left. Hopefully it'll last all year. So this notebook is nice and thin and we can keep it inside their folder along with any other loose leaf writing papers. So I like both of them. The notebook is actually where we house our plans and our, you know, tree maps and circle maps as we're planning our writing out and the folder itself is where we put the loose leaf papers for when we're writing out our story. I like that it's separate, the plan versus the written work. To me, it just makes more sense in my head to have the students have it separate. Um, my, my friend, she teaches third grade. She really likes to have a notebook, a composition notebook. One side is the writing plan, the other side right next to that side. So you open it up, your two-page spread is the actual writing. So kind of experiment with which you would like best and see what works best for you. And kids are very resilient. So if you need to switch it up a couple times during the year till you find your right groove, go for it. Okay. So writing tools storage, when we talk about these mini lessons, just like with the first mini lesson, we're discussing the do's and don'ts of handling the workshop materials and also where they should be stored. So this year with social distancing guidelines, each student keeps their folder in their desk. Now in previous years, students actually turned in their folders at the end of each writing block and one student then passed out their group's folders. So always have a table captain and that table captain would grab their group's folders and then pass them out. Unfortunately, I can't do that anymore. And it also helped keep their desks a lot cleaner by not always storing everything in their desk, which is the reason why I chose to house them separately. And I had a huge room with tons of built-in storage. I have zero (laughs) built-in storage in my current classroom. So really depends on your spacing. Okay, so I also have a series of three metal bins, which I picked up from, I think it was the 99 cent store, and they were actually meant to be like little mini flower pots, but it has like a base, and inside the base fits these three pots perfectly, and I thought, well, three pots, that's perfect. Black, blue, and red writing pens. Black would be just general everyday writing. 
The blue is for revising and the red is for editing. Now, since we don't revise and edit very often, it usually only happens every few weeks, I keep the pens out of their desks and on my writing center table in these buckets. So the next writing mini lesson, this is number three, is to work on building their writing stamina. Again, this is kind of taken from the daily five process, but we want to make sure that students are learning stamina after they know what Writer's Workshop looks like and how to use their tools effectively. So those are the first two you really want to make sure that you're hitting before you start practicing stamina. So building up writing stamina needs to be done just like you're building up your reading stamina. A lot of students that haven't been writing for a while, they're going to struggle with this. And you want to make sure that they are writing for the whole time you are giving them to write. So this is where you build in those mini lessons about what do I do when I'm done? Do they start a new piece? Do they continue with the one they're working on? Do they work with their writing partner to get more ideas? What do they do when they're finished? Because you don't want them just sitting there. You want them practicing the skill of writing. So my class this year actually does really well with writing for the whole time during independent practice, but it's probably because I have such a short time for them to write. It's not enough time usually to even get what I want finished done that day. Like for example, today we were working on publishing a paragraph of a book review and most of them weren't able to finish that paragraph in the writing time I gave them. Now, they did have 25 minutes, and that's like five minutes for each sentence, but still, they struggled a lot with completing it in that time. So I'm giving them at least two days now to work on that publishing piece. Okay, so if you have a really long writing block, you're going to want to make sure you build up their practice time. And years ago, I had a nice long hour, maybe it was more than an hour, I can't quite remember. But in those days, I actually stopped in the middle of our writing time and I gave a second mini lesson. So this second mini lesson was a way I could address immediate things I saw about the classroom, such as sentence structure or punctuation. And maybe I saw that a lot of students were struggling with this and I would stop and I would just draw on my anchor chart like a example sentence and then we would talk about you know where does punctuation go or what's wrong with my sentence I just wrote maybe I modeled that I didn't have any spaces and that was a great mid-workshop mini lesson we could do another thing you can do is a workshop mini lesson is to talk about what you see is going well with students that are actually applying the day's lesson to their writing that day So give an example. Don't be afraid to ask a student to share their writing, especially the, you know, sentence or two that shows that they are doing what you just modeled. When students are working with a writing partner, they can also increase their stamina. It naturally takes longer to work on a writing piece when both partners need to share and work together. And that brings me to the next mini lesson. So work Writing workshop mini lesson number four is working with a partner. I like to establish my writing workshop routines before I have students begin working with a partner. Once the routines have been established, then I will add writing partners into the mix. If I do it too early, I might have some classroom management issues. So I always am looking for how to prevent those. 
When planning your writing mini lesson, you're going to establish what you want partners to do. Will students have partners during independent writing time? Will students only be using partners when revising and editing? Plan to provide several mini lessons on how to work with a partner. Now that students have had a lot of schooling that's been impacted by COVID, it's important to teach them the basics of how to work appropriately with each other. This might include things like sentence stems for questions to ask and also how to respond to their partner, what help actually looks like. For example, not doing everything for their partner, but actually how to guide them and how to be a good listener. So just like in the previous sections, you really want to take time to reflect on what you think partners should look like in your classroom. And then you can take that idea and break it apart into, well, what skills do I need to teach them in order to get them to that point? Like, what do I already notice they're doing? And what do I notice that they need some help on? Like in my class, they're blurting out the answers. They're just giving kids answers when they work together. So I know I need some mini lessons about how to help without giving answers, right? Because you want to kind of prompt them, not take over for them. Okay, so last but not least, the fifth writing workshop mini lesson that you want to make sure that you are covering is compliments and questions for share time. Now, even though it's last, share time is the most important component of writer's workshop. Students during this time actually get to see and hear examples of their peers' writing. And sometimes this is way more powerful than anything I could model and write because it's coming from their friends. Many teachers use an author's chair specifically for the purpose of having this daily share time. Now, I do not have any space in my classroom to have a little chair in there, even if it was just like a stool that kids could sit on. I am packed in my room, especially with having to space out the desks and new kids keep going. Anyway, my students just simply stand at the front of the room where I stand as a teacher. Now, this is also going to be about one or two mini lessons that cover very similar topics as having a writing partner. And in fact, many of the expectations for writing partners cross over to what to do during share time, which makes it a perfect place to review and reinforce your expectations for your students. Now, my share time is usually only about five minutes since I only have that 45-minute writing time that includes my mini lesson. If you have longer, you can pick mini lessons to teach about how to choose which partner goes first and also how to offer specific feedback after they've heard this share. I like to think of writing partners like little mini coaches. So they should be giving their partner suggestions for improvement, but also a positive comment at the end. Think of that compliment sandwich that we like to give at parent-teacher conferences. You want to teach that same thing to your students. I love how you talked about your friend in the story, but I think maybe you needed to have some more punctuation after the second part. But thank you so much for sharing your story with me. It made me feel happy or something like that, right? So you want to think about 
what that is going to look like. And also in my class, because it's only like five minutes, it's super short. So maybe one partner shares one day and then the other partner shares the other day. And then I also choose myself, which partners are going first. I make it very quick and easy. I don't even give kids the chance to choose. I just say, okay, if you're the, let's say it's Halloween time and we have like ghosts and witches, I'll be like, the witches share first. And then the ghosts would go the following day. Okay, just an example. I don't actually use ghosts and witches, but I'm having a brain fart at the moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, hopefully that has helped a lot to do a very quick recap. If I can pull it back up on my screen, <laughs> there are five main topics you want to make sure your writing workshop covers in your mini lessons. Number one was the components of what your writer's workshop is. Number two is how to handle the writing workshop materials. Number three was building the writing stamina. Number four was how to work with a partner. And number five is to offer compliments and questions during share time. So thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Share Teaching Podcast. If you have any information, any questions that you want me to address in future episodes, please reach out to me. I'm Susan at sharedteaching.com for my email. And don't forget to go wherever you like your podcast platform and leave a review. Thanks for listening. And I will see you on next Wednesday. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching. Hitting that subscribe button. And leaving us a review on iTunes. So we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. Okay, so when students are working with a writing partner, it also helps increase their stamina. Now, naturally, it takes longer to work on a writing piece when both partners need to share. Sorry, I totally just lost my spot.